Welcome, Welcome to the Sit Down with Savires, where over the next few weeks we'll be joined with guests within the music industry, both performers and those who work behind the scenes for conversations about what they do and what influenced them to want to be involved in the music business. So Callum, who is it we've got first on the show? Uh, we've got a local lad, Ross Loudon, who is born and bought up in Greenock here, but he actually tells about how he managed to tour around the world with Stone Sour and Buck Cherry. A Greenock legend. Love the guy. I think we've all dealt with him, at least in one way or another. Absolutely. Worked, worked with him, we have not dealt with him, we've not battered him. You've dealt with him. Many a time. <laughs> I've, had to have the, I've had to have a word or two with him. <laughs> he's, dealt, he's dealt with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty cool getting someone like Ross on the, the podcast because it's probably, uh, even in my experience of me personally being in a band, I've never really kind of had a chat with like, the guitar tech at the side of the stage or, do you know what I mean, if, if you see another band kind of tuning up, you kind of just leave the, the guitar tech to get on with his business and you're more kind of chatting to the band and seeing what they're up to, so uh, it was quite nice to hear from the guy who makes them sound good. Uh, totally. I, I, I saw him recently and... I said to him, it's almost like you're my therapist in a way because I kept having issues with my PRS and I was just, I think I was just overthinking it and I took it up to him and I said, there's a, there's a lot of buzzing coming from some threats here and I don't know what to do and he looked at it and he raised the action. If anyone, he said your guitar's fucked, Steve. Yeah, no, he, he said the opposite, he said it's just the radius of the, of the fretboard, it's just how it's curved, every guitar has it just... And he pretty much just said, like, it's fine, you don't worry about it, everything's fine. And I was like, cool. Just okay. walk it off. But yeah, that's fine, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's a waste of a trip, but, but no, he's the kind of guy you would trust to walk your walk with your guitars. Walk your dog. Walk your dog. And, but no, he would, you'd trust him to walk with your guitars through a battlefield and back, do you know what I mean? It's Aye, definitely. One of two Rosses uh, for Aye. our guests. So I, another guest was Ross Coops, and he's a man of many talents. Was he a radio presenter, a band manager? A festival booker. Uh, see when Jack we, of all trades. See yeah. when we were doing recording intros from him in this in this studio as well. It was like we forgot about all this stuff. It was practically the list was as long as your arm about all the stuff he's done and who he's worked with. Yeah, I know it's a bit mental. I remember the first time that we um, we actually came across uh, Ross. came across. Did met, I like met it? Ross. <laughs> we met Ross uh, in Mini Kiss's last band, the Sinsimers. I'm pretty sure on the intro for his episode we say it was gigging the Goyle. But after recording that, we've kind of realised that it was just before then. We played a festival called EH6 Festival in Leith in Edinburgh. And Ross was actually our stage manager. So that's another thing that he does. Uh, he was our stage manager. Um, we played a decent set. And he said that he ran his own festival and didn't fancy coming along and, and playing a wee set at it. And that's when we met him again. So, um, but I, he had some guy. interesting stories, didn't he, as well? Cause he did, yeah. When they go, he was the one that discovered Capaldi, and Capaldi's always at least given him an actual shout out when he's done other stuff as well. Yeah, I think Ross worked with him when he was quite young. Um, this is Lewis Capaldi. It is, yeah. Um, Peter Capaldi. They're related, aren't they? They're distantly related. Yeah, they're distantly related. They're not second cousins or more. Something Sisters. Uh, he was the Peter Capaldi was on the, the video for Someone You Loved. But I Ross Ross um, gave Lewis Capaldi a few gigs uh, when he was quite young and um, gave him a bit of a chance. But uh, yeah, he's managing Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves just now, so they're definitely one to watch if uh, if anyone hasn't heard them before. But yeah, it was a really interesting chat with him, and I think the people uh, the people we are the people. We are the people. <laughs> <coughs> I think the. Um, the lessons I'll really enjoy listening to, to both Rosses. I really enjoyed talking to, to Ross Coots. It was, it was really nice to speak to him, it was really easy. It, it flowed really well. I, I mentioned in, in James's podcast, um, that's James McKenzie. 
So you're a guest uh, on the podcast the, 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 as well, the, 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 he's, he's very easy to, to interview. Like, uh, you put him in front of a microphone and just say go, and, and, he, and he talks. Ross, I found to be the same. Ah, but speaking of James, you didn't have to edit that. That was when that timer went over two hours. <laughs> I was greeting, going, "Oh no, come on, wrap it up, mate." I think that's a sign, though, that we were just enjoying the conversation. It was just flowing. It was, it was good to listen to, to be honest, because mm. he he had some pattern on him as well. Aye, so we've obviously had to split James's episodes. <laughs> there we go, episodes. Uh, we've had to make it two episodes, and there's probably about another hour ish of uh, yeah, a lot of kind of material that. Same material conversation that it hasn't been put out, but I'm sure we'll, we'll probably put that out at some stage. Really? If, it, if, if it was shape pattern, we wouldn't have done a second episode. Yeah, no, because he, <laughs> he offers the perception of being a studio engineer plus being the singer of a band that had a decent hit that went into video games and stuff, and yeah, as a Twitch show. streamer as well. So yeah. he's offered all these perspectives for us in this industry as well. So he's a good one. I definitely recommend listening to that one. I think a cool thing as well about a lot of our guests is we've actually used them. So you guys have obviously used Ross Loudon for equipment yeah, and get yeah. him to repair certain uh, certain gear. We went to James McKenzie to record the intro music and used him as well. Yeah, and Ross Coates has played us on the radio as well. Exactly. So we're kind of using the people that we're promoting uh, in an interview. And Anthony and I, in our previous band, uh, have played with Moodling Zoo. Ah, they're another guest. I uh, spoke to John and Jamie. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we haven't mentioned them yet, have we? We have now. <laughs> Winners of Hard Rock Rising 2019. That's yeah. it. Legends. They had some really good stories, because obviously they talked about going around Europe busking, and then how they got to going to New York and winning Hard Rock Rising, which, weren't you not a part of that, or was that another competition? No, we were, yeah. Ah, um, uh, competitors. Unfortunately, never won it, but... <laughs> <laughs> That would, that, would, that would have been nice, but um, just being involved in the competition, it was great. Great fun, you got to meet lots of different bands, so for them to, to go on and not just win the, the regional ones, but to win the whole competition, although we're from one side of the country, they're from the other, I think we were all kind of wanting them to do well once they got through to the final, you're like, this is, this is brilliant, but like, yeah. they're amazing if they could actually win this, and Lo and behold, they did. So I'll admit the country. that before the interview, I hadn't heard of them. But when I heard the song "Wild," I was like, "That's actually a good bit of work." That actually, I remember when we were recording the episode. Quality. Whilst I was, my connection kept interrupting on the Skype call. <laughs> but <laughs> they call it, it was listening to you guys talking about it, and it was just like you just knew you had lost the competition when Jamie just tore up the stage with his fucking guitar. <laughs> yeah, but we had a we had a, a fan of ours who actually you could probably get insulted by this. But we just kind of went, oh, fair enough, actually. He, he was wearing a, a, a band t-shirt of our band mm. and got Moonlight Zoo to sign it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, a bit, that was a bit shady. It was a bit shady, but at the same time, we were kind of like, I mean, I kind of get it. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. And you're listening, Tony. Tony McKinnis, he's been outed. <laughs> um, he won't care as long as he get a shout on the podcast. Oh, Aye, okay. He's not going to give a fuck, man. He's going to sell that in years to come. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to make an absolute mint off a of Moonlight Zoo. How, <laughs> how would you say that to them? Go up to him, go, I know this isn't your band, but do you mind signing it anyway? That's exactly what he said. <laughs> that is exactly what he said. <laughs> that's something I don't actually think we discussed on the podcast. So that's a wee extra. Oh, right enough. Ah, right enough. Uh, credit to Jamie. Jamie asked us first. 
is this okay? Because <laughs> uh, I don't think he wanted to really annoy Aye, and you man. said, you said gritting your teeth going, oh, aye, sure no. I think you just well. went a batter on me. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got another guest that's going to be on the show, Drew John Barnes. So, um, I went to school with Drew. Me and Drew were friends in school, but it was kind of mutual friends, friends through friends. We didn't directly hang about with each other, but maybe in the same groups at certain nights out and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but always got on really well. Drew was a great guy in school. It was only kind of after school, caught with him on Facebook and realised what sort of career path he'd gone down and the fact that Drew was living out in the States doing photography, videography, producing music videos. It was a bit mental. Um, you're just like, where did that come from? But he's had a lot of success with it. Um, His list of clients is quite popular as well because there's Apple Music and stuff like that as well. Yeah, he MTV. works on Devo as well. Yeah, so a lot of them under the, uh, the CV. So it was great chatting with him and uh, just... Kind of finding out a bit more about what he does. Mm. Um, is he is he still living in the states? He's back just now because of COVID. Ah right. I won't right. mention where he's living. I'm sure he wouldn't want me to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is. Uh, he's not in the states. I'll say that. <laughs> I won't say where he is though. <laughs> so is that the that's the list of guests we've got so far, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I think that's. Are we doing it as a series? I. This is our first slot. And yeah, we'll just kind of see how it goes. Hopefully the interest is there. <laughs> Hopefully people enjoy... I, um, I slaved over editing this thing, by the way, so you better listen to it. <laughs> Hopefully everyone enjoys the, the show as much as we've enjoyed filming it. Thanks, and recording it. It's been fantastic. <laughs> Many more to come, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If you listen to us, though, and over the next coming weeks, you enjoy what you hear, and you're maybe someone in the music industry that does something a bit different, um, that we haven't covered or even if we have covered that section get in touch anyway if you'd like to be on the show and hopefully we can work something out because it's just great to to network with people all around the industry well that was um, what you said when we recorded the interlude as well was the fact that we normally do this when we're gigging but due to the fact that the last year that we've had has been well turned upside down really that this is letting us talk to people in the industry and socialise as a band yeah it's been great fun I think um we're not, I'm not for one second criticising anyone that hasn't done anything, but obviously the majority of bands won't have been able to do anything mm. uh, with the current situation. So I think it was good that we got together and thought, well, we're not doing, we can't do the music, we can still rehearse, we can still do recordings live, like live videos and stuff, mm. and try and get some content out there for people to, to get to know us, but for something a bit different to do this podcast, to sit down with Sylvia's and just try, like I said, try something a bit different and get networking and chatting to people and it's been really fun. Um, Definitely. I don't know about you guys, but I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I do hope that it's something that we keep carrying on, even if things start picking up again and we start doing gigs. It seems to be a lot of fun to do stuff like this. Yeah. So this is the part of the show where we let you, the listener, know a bit about who we are. We are Severes, a four-piece band from Greenock and Arakar. We formed about roughly two years ago and we were putting the lineup together in year one and writing our own material. Unfortunately, like many other bands, COVID-19 put a stop to our plans to get out there and perform live. A big positive from gigging is networking with others in the industry, including other bands. So basically that's what the sit-down with Suvidas has allowed us to do. Not only that, but it gives ourselves and you guys, the listeners, the chance to hear from others within the music industry. We really hope you're enjoying the podcast so far and we'd love it if you could take the time to check out our own music. So Vires can be found on all major platforms and you can also find us on social media. Please get in touch and let us know what you think of the podcast and our music. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy, Enjoy the, rest the rest of the, of the show. show. We should probably, we're obviously chatting about the guests, but we should probably 
tell the listeners a wee bit about ourselves individually. So, Cal, do you want to introduce yourself and kind of tell us a bit about your background and what's uh, led you to Silveiras? So, I'm Cam Lamond, obviously. And I'm Who? Like, ah, yeah, you heard. I'm the I don't base. think they did. <laughs> did they? <laughs> that is Cal obvious. Lamond. This is ASMR podcast. Uh, and I'm the bass player of the band as well. So I started 2012... I think it was, so I was about just coming out of secondary school at the time, so I was 17 and I didn't know how to play my bass until about five years ago and started learning about theory and all the important stuff you're supposed to learn about in the beginning because <laughs> my first ever gig was at the school and we were doing an Oasis song called Go Let It Out and the line in the song is pick up the bass and then the bass player comes in and starts tearing it up uh, my aunt was off, so nobody heard this. <laughs> I didn't know any. I didn't even know what strings did what. I just knew where to put my fingers in the part of the song. <laughs> didn't know. And I'm, I'm still getting away with that with this day. Even are you supposed to turn this on? So wait. Prior to that, you never ever played any other instrument before, guitars or anything. I, I like played uh, the chanter for a wee bit. Right. You do. Alright, so talk. Tell us about yourself, Stephen. I'll rabbit it on here. Uh, my turn to rabbit. So, Anthony, how are you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My name is uh, Stephen and I can't grow a beard. <laughs> I'm Stephen and I'm the guitarist of the group and uh, the, the most important one because if I wasn't here, the band would sound like piss. You're certainly not the most enthusiastic <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> I play with a deadpan facer. Yeah, I started playing guitar. Uh, I was 10 years old. Um, Sound like you fucking hate playing guitar. Yeah, I think it's us. <laughs> do you know, it's, it's, <laughs> do you know, do you remember that scene in, I don't know if you've seen the movie Inside Lewin Davis, uh, the film with Oscar Isaac, but he's a folk singer in it, and he, he grafts like fuck trying to make it in the music industry, and the way he sees it is being a musician is a job, it's a way for him to put food on the table, and in the movie he goes to someone's house, and they say to him, and I do it, I do it, but I, I absolutely hate this, but someone, uh, a guest at the, the party that he goes to says, here's a guitar player's a song. And he says, no, no, I don't want to play. So come on, play as a song. Uh, this is one of them things where I keep saying no and you think I'm secretly begging you. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of way, the way I feel sometimes when there's people around going, here's a guitar player. Or when we ask you, do you want to write as a song, Stephen? That's different, that's different. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good thing. Bye. Um, so you telling us you don't like playing guitar? Fucking hate it. <laughs> No, so that's Stephen, I, everybody. <laughs> I like it within the band. Oh, do you hate it just being on your own and being asked? Yeah, one of the soundtrack. I do like it being on my own. It's when people go, he plays a guitar. I go play as a tune. Play some. Play some Johnny Cash. So, fine. I'll play an E chord. Maybe an E chord. That'll blow you away. So how did you get in the band then? Because obviously I was the one that auditioned, so I was the last one in the band that's even from this side of the water. So how did you get in? Because we know oh, Anthony and Chris's story. This is funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was when the Sinsheimers sort of were sort of coming to an end because you guys Sinsheimers were still together when you when Anthony you messaged me you were daft on the Sinsheimers weren't you yes you were listening to that the time right? Monica I'm um, fairly certain we weren't still together when I messaged <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be doing too well with the band uh, <laughs> members of the last one uh, so that definitely I, didn't happen it was after we split up was it <laughs> You, but, but, uh, you messaged me and I thought because you put up a post on Facebook asking if anyone had an acoustic guitar. It was more to learn myself. But when you messaged me, I thought, if he's going to ask me for a guitar and the answer's no. <laughs> so I thought... I'll just uh, play it for you. He's like, well, 
I haven't spoken to Anthony in years. And this guy wants something from me. <laughs> and, and now he's wanting a guitar off me. I've not got any money, mate. <laughs> no, I mean, I, they asked if I, you know, wanted to, um, that Anthony and Chris wanted to continue making music. Asked if I wanted to kind of come up, come along, have a, like a jam, probably like a low-key audition, but like a jam session. And this is exactly how it happened. I, um, I don't know if you were just joking or if you were serious in this, Anthony, but I, I was just turning my amplifier up and tuning my guitar and I just played... And he said, that sounds wank. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I was... <laughs> I was tuning the guitar up and I played a blues lick and then you went, oh, you're in the band. I was like, I think it was also in that first jam session we wrote the original version of Say You'll Be Mine and it was you that liked it, Chris. I played like just the wee riff bit but I was just fanning about. I mean, um, I was like, this was probably the first song we got together. It was even before you, Callum. I know. Before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, because you, you got in the nice but I auditioned in. You said we want to get to that goal quick. And I was just like, that's exactly what I want. And we couldn't have been further from that timeline. Uh, it's two years down the line, and we're, because of COVID. We're still rehearsing. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've still not been allowed to actually even do our, our first gig. Uh, just, to, just to catch up the listener, um, the Sinsheimer, the Sinsheimers, uh, was the the previous band that Anthony and I were in? Anthony is my brother, Anthony Squires. I'm Chris Squires. I was about to say, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were together for was it six or seven years? Something like that. I'm sure you Something like that. Seven years. Um, we did okay. We we released uh, three EPs. Um, the second last gig we played was the O2 Academy in Glasgow, which was a pretty big deal for us. It was certainly a feather in the cap of, of any band, I, I, I would summarise. Um, that's that's where we left off. Uh, when things fell apart with that band shortly after that last, uh, or second last gig. And then uh, we, we regathered, we regrouped. Um, and Anthony and I decided uh, we wanted to start again with uh, with Steve and Callum. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't you started it with, it wasn't with as, us in mind. Yeah, <laughs> it, as, it, it, it wasn't as easy or, straight, uh, or straightforward as that. Um, uh, I think uh, Stephen and Anthony were in college together, is that right? Yeah, we were, were in high school as well, because I remember you and Bowie, the other singer from the Sinsimers, doing shows, or talent shows at Ingrid Academy. Um, That's Neil Bowie. Uh, Neil, Neil Bowie. And me, you and Neil were also in college together as well. Yep. I remember that in college, we were doing, I can't remember whose class it was, we were, it was audio engineering, we were learning how to work the mixing desk, and I just wanted to record me playing acoustic, and I, I don't know if it was you or Neil, it was the time when Viva La Vida came out by Coldplay, and I just played the chords for that, you sang it, and then we sat down and he was showing us how to edit it and mix, mix all this stuff together, and he heard it and he went, that's really good, is that yours? Who said, who said that? I can't remember the lecturer's name. His imagination. Oh, you can, surely. I can't, I can't remember the guy's name. Kevin? Is there a guy called Kevin? I think so, yeah. Kevin Key. Aye. Aye, it's him. And he said, that was really good. Did you write that? And then Anthony went, hey, yeah, I wrote it. And he went, really? And he went, oh, me and Stevie wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, he's got, so that dates way back then. 2009 it was. It was a January yeah. start. Aye. I'm fairly certain that Neil sang. Was it? And it wasn't me. And I'm pretty sure I played drums. It was, no, it was like bongos, I think it was, you played. Was it? Aye. Were you pals back then? Didn't really know each other. Just knew each other we to say hello to. We knew of each other in high school and I think we 
just jammed a few times in like rehearsal rooms and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, we didn't hang about with each other. I'm sure like the class still went, don't. A, went a couple of times. <laughs> went a couple of times to the pub for a few beers. Yeah. I mean, but it was more of a kind of group that we all kind of sat down together and got yeah. to know each other. But yeah, like that, going back to the, the college uh, days, that was probably when I first started trying to perform live. Um, I was a bit of a late bloomer. I'm not one of these people that uh, has been performing since they were a kid. I've always loved music, but it was, it was never really something that I thought I would love to go and do this mm. um, as a career. And I kind of got to about 18, and that's when I kind of changed my my mind and I thought no this is something that I'd really want to get involved with joined the college at the James Watt in Greenock met the likes of Stevie and other people and nothing really came from there it was just more meeting other musicians and getting to know more about music you know what I mean and just networking back then but yeah so 18 was probably when I started singing there was a talent competition like you said Stevie um, that I was going to enter with Neil Bowie we were mates. He, I think he, he was going to do it on his own to start with, and then I just said, "Well, that'd be cool." And he said, "Well, why don't you just come on stage with me?" And I said, "Well, that'd be brilliant. Why don't we try and get a, a band together?" And just basically, we need a drummer. Well, my brother plays drums. He'll know other people. Got Chris involved and said, "Can you put the rest of the band together?" <laughs> see, see prior, see prior to the Sinsimers though, when you first started singing with Neil, yeah, um, did you have anything arranged? Like, because I remember you were playing Cafe Continental. Um, I don't know if you'd remember us. I was playing there with a couple of other people from college. Um, but it was just you and Neil Bowie. I don't know if you were in the Sinsimers at that point. or Probably not at that point. That would have been just um, doing covers. But you were fucking really good at doing harmonies. Was that something like from the, the beginning when you started singing, you just knew how to do harmonies with Neil? Learned it from um, McFly. I've been perfectly honest. Because you did do a lot of... You did do a few McFly songs that you were really good at. I remember you did that. Pretty sure it was you guys that did a McFly song in Green Academy. It was a, just a wee talent show on the stage, and I'm pretty sure it was you guys that did it. The harmonies. It wasn't was myself, it was a guy, Gary McDowell. Gary McDowell and Neil. I was too nervous in school to sing on stage. Really? Yep. I, mean, I couldn't remember. I started singing once I left school. See, if I'm honest, from what I remember, that, all I could remember is just a silhouette yeah. of two tall guys. And for some reason, I thought it was you, because I, nah, I, I, sh- I was short, so everybody was taller than me. I still, I'm sure everybody is still taller than me. <laughs> no, it was, wasn't myself, but I do remember that show. So you've got quite a voice on you, because my missus and I, when we're listening to the old voicemails and stuff, when we're doing demos and all that, Nicole generally compliments your voice a lot, just saying, he's some singer, isn't he? Was like, ah, it's generally a pleasure playing behind him, by the way. Well, thank you, Nicole. Love yourself, Chris. God, that's taking me back. I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest of the bunch. I'm, Where were you born? I was born in Swansea in Wales. So, te- you guys are Welsh then? Were you? Uh, the, technically, I suppose. Our mother is from Greenock. Dad is from Birkenhead. Uh, Mum Grand- moved us back up here when I was three. Grandparents are Irish. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, we're proper Munros. <laughs> I didn't know that learning how to play drums was even a thing, right? Mum noticed that that when I would when I would listen to the to the radio and the the telly, for example, I would I would tap I'd tap along with the rhythm. She approached me and said, "Would you like to learn how to do that?" Uh, which blew my mind. I said yes instantly. I, I, I genuinely, hand hand to God, I didn't even know that that was even a possibility until she said it. And, and the rest is history. I was I was thirteen, roughly, and fr- from there on, 
I started taking lessons with, with Brian Sinclair for years. We, we did it for years, a long, long time. Uh, I've just recently started going back to him, actually. Uh, and I love it. It's fantastic. Um, I've been in bands, all kinds of bands, since the start, since the, since the age of 13. Uh, I've been in rock bands, funk bands, metal bands, pop bands. Uh, I've been in any kind of band you can think of, I've been in it. Blues band? Yeah, well, I uh, <laughs> well, I was with uh, Alan Trotter for a time. Uh, Alan Trotter's a, a, a singer and guitarist uh, from Greenock as well. I did a stint with him, recorded two EPs with him, which were heavily blues influenced. I, I, I sit with the iceberg really. I've done, I've, I've done a lot, but there's still a lot to do. Did you, did you have a point in your head where you, you knew, I want to do this for a living? Pretty much, pretty much after a couple of weeks of taking drum lessons. <laughs> honestly, is that, is that on, honest mind? to God, like, like, has that I, been your mindset from then on? It's always I, I, straight up. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, like a couple of weeks into uh, taking drum lessons, I thought this is cool as fuck. Uh, I need to do this as a job. Yeah. I thought, well, why, why, why wouldn't you? Honestly, what could be better than just being on stage? And absolutely ripping it in front of a crowd of hundreds I mean, or thousands. It's, I would, I would think so, but more saying for you, Anthony, just because some of the lyrics that you've written and the songs to have people in a crowd sing them back to you, and just that, that feeling of these guys are singing stuff that I just sat there and wrote on my phone, and they're they're digging it. That's got to be so yeah, cool. definitely. I think the previous band that was a satisfaction of everyone in the band that took to do with writing lyrics. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, you're giving me a compliment, thank you, but Chris is probably sitting there itching going, I wrote some of them lyrics. Oh, I, I, I definitely wasn't, actually, I was, I, was, I, was quite, I was quite happy to give way, but yeah, certainly in the previous band, the Sinsheimers, it was uh, me, Anthony, and, uh, and Neil. Uh, and Rick. Did Rick oh, of course, Rick wrote um, uh, Stranger's Touch. Um, well, you're a poet as well, Chris. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, I, I, I like writing lyrics. <laughs> I write. I, I, I like writing lyrics. I write a lot. I write every other day. Um, I just wish you cunts would fucking pick up on my lyrics. I, <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say some other things. I've got, I've got some stuff. If you sent me, I love. Uh, but but sorry, just to pick up on what you brought up, Stephen. Uh, was it you? Or was it, it was you, Stephen. Yeah, it was Stephen. Uh, you can edit that. Oh, what I was going to say is that uh, in Sobires, Anthony has picked up the mantle and is writing a lot more than he ever did in the Sinsheimers. There's some great songs, to, like, from my perspective, playing bass under that just... See, when it's all put together and you get to hear it back in your headphones, that's my favourite place mm-hmm. to listen to us, by the way. It's the editing process, bringing it together. For... If you're editing the songs... I've, for, oh, for when we did demos, I, but even at that, it's... I, I generally find it so much fun when we piece together a song and it sounds brilliant. It's always that part of the song that's good is when you're, you're going over it and over it and over it and there's something missing that you want to add in and when you find it, it's, the song changes entirely. I think for me personally, going back to the lyrics side of things, I'm not the type of person that I just come up with lyrics and then ask you guys to put music to it. I wouldn't be able to write the lyrics that we've been writing mm. if it wasn't for the music that you guys have been coming up with. You, you guys have made my job a lot easier. I've always found it easier that way. Even 
whenever I'd play with other musicians when I was younger, if we ever tried to write lyrics, it was always the music that came first, and then you come up with a vocal melody, and then lyrics would start coming. Yeah. All of our stuffs came along quite naturally as well. Sat Alone came out of nowhere as well, when we were originally going along this line of being a pop-funk band. And then after the lockdown, came back in and started writing completely different stuff that from, if you listen to both EPs, are completely different from one another. If any of the listeners are wanting to check out their own music, which we would really encourage you to do, to do so. Please! Um, yeah, you can find uh, Sovires, S-O-V-I-R-E-Z. Not Sovires. We should probably, t- we've not spoke about where that name came from. Because <laughs> I get a lot of people saying, I, 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 see when I meet people. What are you saying, Stephen? What? You can check us out on, <laughs> <laughs> on all major platforms. Um, and this podcast is out on Spotify solely, I believe. But yeah, you can check our music out on uh, all major platforms to stream, download, um, and also we have some videos on YouTube, so please check them out. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Get in touch, let us know what you Fox think about the music. Guys. <laughs> Get in touch, let us know what you think about the music and the podcast. Um, and if there's anything you'd, uh, you would like us to do, or any gigs, any bookings, get in touch. What were you talking about? What were you about to say? The so name? Where did Sabrina's come? I don't know, he just interrupted oh, okay. me midway through a fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, then... Um, we should actually like, redo that again. Our mother... As Anthony and I, our, our mum, uh, over the years, has had a lot of misspellings of our surname uh, on her post. She's had the likes of squares. Sorry, I should say, our surname is Squires. S-Q-U-I-R-E-S. Uh, she's had squares. She's had squirrel, squirrels. It's easy for me to say. Uh, you know the little rodent. Yeah, we know what a squirrel is, Chris. Keep going. <laughs> um, the funniest one was Sovires. Uh, so, so we thought that was funny enough to just take into this band. I <laughs> have said squares and squirrels is funny and Sovires. We want it to be cool, not funny. Well, exactly. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't really have called the band squares. I, ch- I challenge Why people not? all the time. I challenge people all the time and they say, uh, so you're in a band, so what they called? And I say, you tell me, how, how would you pronounce that name? And it's funny listening to people saying, Sovires, Sovires. <laughs> be so fair, if you're Spanish, I'm sure we could accept Sovires. <laughs> Sovires. I think it's something similar in French as well, I can't remember. Someone that I know speaks French said that. But I've, I have had a couple of people who right away went, is it Sovires? Thank God, praise you. Like, yes! Thank That's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we wrap up there then, guys? I think so. Yeah, so yeah. from myself, Anthony, Stephen, Callum, Chris, we are Sovires. Thank please, you. Yep, please enjoy the sitting in with Sovires. Um, let us know what you think. Um, I would say rate, like, subscribe and all that stuff, but I don't actually know how it works. <laughs> if do, that's a do, thing, do what you need to do to yeah. make us popular. Let's do this. Share it with your friends. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Good night. <laughs>